Hello everyone. Welcome back to Doctor Who and Autism Celebrations. Um, and today I'm joined with Cez and Emmy, and we are going to all speak about Doctor Who today. And they've both been on a podcast before. I think I've lost count how much Cez has been on there. And guilty as charged. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is my sixth time doing six. the podcast with you, Mason. Even six. though this is the first Doctor Who podcast. I'll yeah. be doing, but this is the sixth time with you. Six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it should dear. be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much sense has been on then. Um, oh, goodness knows the million times, but there's no escape. You, and I cannot escape you, Mason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's funny because I, I have people like you guys say that to me. Like, I, I had a friend said, I'm going to come on for the 100th time. Um, and yeah, it's good. It's good when we have all these catch ups. Um, so I, I think, I mean, your last time was earlier the year, and says was last year, I think. Um, it's crazy. Back in April, yeah, for the yeah. autism awareness series. Yeah, back in April. Seems ages ago though. Uh, back yeah. in April. <laughs> um, but to anyone who is um hasn't been on air for the last six or eight times, you both been on air. Um. <laughs> It says if you start by introducing yourself. Well, well, of course I definitely will. Hi everyone, I'm Sez, and I am a big Doctor Who fan. And I got this mini Jenny Jenny Whitaker to prove it. Oh. I don't have any other pop figures, so this is the only one that I have. I've been a Doctor Who fan since 2005, and I've never looked back on it um, since really. And it's been really part of my big childhood, especially since Doctor Who has closed ties with my family because my mum's watched it from the very beginning. And here we go, 60th anniversary, bada bing, bada boom. There yeah, you go. Definitely, definitely. And I, I love your um, Jodie, uh, or 30th Doctor, pop there. She oh. says, thank you very much, Mason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From Sheffield. Uh, right, um... <laughs> Um, um, well, thank you again, Cez, for coming on again. Um, but Emmy, over to you. Introduce yourself. Thank you. So my name is Emmy Flew. I am an autistic cartoonist, artist, animator, and a blogger. I have a blog called The Autistic Animator's Desk since 2019, which next March will be five years. And I've been watching Doctor Who since last November in 2022 before turning 28 and I'm excited for the 60th anniversary specials and I've done drawings of Doctor Who which you in case if you're familiar with my blog you might have seen the posts I've done character drawings of my favorite yeah. doctors such as the 10th doctor played by David Tennant the 11th doctor played by Matt Smith and the ward doctor played by John Hurd which I post back in the 3rd of October so if you haven't seen those um, character drawings of my favorite doctors yet, they're available to watch. They are available to check it out at the Autistic Animator's desk. And oh, yeah. so before we go on, maybe I ought to show you Ooh. this guy here. Wow! That is wicked, Emmy. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Go yeah. practice. I'm absolutely speechless of how talented yeah. your drawing is, Emmy. Yeah. Oh, thank wow. you, thank you, and, uh, thank you. Emmy, just to clarify, uh, clarify, is that the tenth Doctor or the fourteenth Doctor? That's the tenth Doctor. You're absolutely right. Okay. That's David Tennant's a cartoon. Oh, that's so, awesome. any, 
any of you uh, viewers who want to do want to do drawings or animating cartoons, go practice. That's my advice. Yeah. Go practice. You know what you should do, I mean, um, you said about, I know you mistakenly said about video, but um, what you could do is maybe record record yourself, maybe drawing it, um, like draw drawing some drawings and then share it. And I, I think that'd be an, an, another good way to do things if you wanted to. Ooh, that might be a little bit te technical challenges, but yeah. I guess that'd be really fun. I just, uh, I mean, I, I got to figure out who's going to hold the camera. I mean, who knows in the future? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, John Hurt. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> that looks epic. Oh, uh, facial expression was, as well. This was post on Facebook and Instagram before posting the actual character drawings of him on my blog, just to like give it a reminder that mm -hmm. these drawings will be on my blog. This is taken from the scene in the 50th anniversary special when he turns on the, the sonic screwdriver and he realizes that even before he regenerates to David Tennant and Matt Smith, he realizes with that sonic screwdriver, it's the same software, but different cases. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because both him, the 10th and 11th doctor are the one and only the same just before regeneration. I mean, he was part of the, the past hmm. before turning to a 10th and 11th. And I like how they, they all turn to sonic screwdrivers. And yes. Yeah. And you can see, I got the war doctor oh, yeah. sonic screwdriver. I yeah. love it. You got one it's I haven't funny got. How, it's kind of funny how you hold on to these. It's like um, like you're a light, having a lightsaber. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, I can see I can see George Lucas. He probably might have been inspired for the the lightsabers because of Doctor Who, but the sonic screwdrivers. I get, I think we'll have to ask him. Yeah, definitely. Because if it's the case, that will make absolute sense. Yeah. I mean, I've been a big Star Wars fan. Well, not like a big fan, but I grew up with Star Wars as long as back as I can remember, and um, it, it's funny when, no matter how, what, no matter what scenes you watch from Doctor Who, you can't help thinking like, "Oh, this looks like the scene from Star Wars," or like the ships, the the aliens. It looked like the creatures you see in Star Wars or Star Trek or Men in Black, Back to the Future, and all all the kinds of famous sci-fi series. I yeah. mean, I can see, I can see the crew from today, like from the Doctor Who series that's done from 2005 until we get the 60th anniversary this year, maybe they were inspired by Star Wars. I don't know. Maybe. It could be. I mean, from the last series, they had they had their own Chewbacca, kind of, in, in the um the recent one. And like they got a character called Beat the Meep. Uh, maybe they've took inspiration from Baby Yoda um, when creating that. Yeah, uh, and that's crazy that Maria Mar Maria Margols. I'm sorry if I can't pronounce it. Um, Professor Sprout from yeah. Harry, Professor yeah. Sprout from Harry Potter. FYI, uh, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of hard to believe she's doing the voice. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, it does remind me a bit of Yoda, but also um, maybe a little bit of BB-8 from The Force Awakens. Or there's another Star Wars creatures you see in Episode. Eight, it's um, golly, what what what's the name of it? It's when you see um, see Luke again, and they're kind of like a little 
bird creatures. They kind of drive Chewbacca crazy. I forget what they're called. I know what they are, but. I think I know which one you mean. I can't remember the name either, Emmy, but I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, it's from episode eight. I'm I'm sorry if I forgot the name of the title, but I know what it is. Um, yeah. But I, I know what they are. I, just, I can't believe I forgot what they are. Yeah, sometimes we forget things. Um, yeah. Saturday. Well, Saturday this time recording. <laughs> it might not be the time this is out, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, so... With the um, with the sixtieth, are we looking forward to it? Oh, yes. you bet! Yes. Yeah. Um, because David Tennant's mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah, he is. Um, it's gonna be cool. You gotta admit it. It's you gotta admit it. This was a role he was born to play. Oh yeah, no definitely. question about that. No question about that for sure. Oh, definitely, because there was a story that I've heard many years ago from the children's program CBBC, and it still stuck with me to this very day. Because um, he did an interview. David Tennant did an interview on Blue Peter about 2006, 2007, and in it he said that when he was a child, he can't remember which doctor he like um asked for but david tennant actually sent something in the fan mail to blue peter and um he said um either as a question to one of the original doctors or maybe in an arts and crafts thing he said my dream was to be on doctor who and play wow. the doctor and his dream actually came true so yeah to the wise because one of the original doctors, um, I'm thinking of the fifth one, Peter Davidson. That's his, that's his father-in-law. And yes, that wow. is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, and I'm. It's funny because um, I'm watching the the original All Creatures Great and Small from the 70s, and Peter Davidson plays Tristan. And way before discovering Doctor Who, he was in the film and uh, Black Beauty from the 90s. I didn't know he was in Doctor Who until probably when I did, um, when I found out. It's like, it makes sense because he's David Tennant's father-in-law and you got the two of them playing the doctors. Yeah, and <laughs> David, cool David Tennant's wife is the uh, Peter Davison's, um daughter as well. And she's been in Doctor Who playing the Doctor's daughter. So yeah, very complicated stuff. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's it's like it's a family thing, I think, with David mm-hmm. Tennant's family. They're all part of Doctor Who in some way, so they're always watch it. And oh yeah, yeah no doubt about it. They're always mm-hmm. watch it. But yeah, it's great to have David Tennant back as a Doctor for a little while. Um, I don't think he'll be the Doctor. Well, he's always to be a Doctor, but if you know what I mean, like he's not going to be like the new Doctor. Like he might come back in the future as like I don't know a cameo or something. But at this moment, he is not a cameo. He is the next Doctor along for a month, let's say. Um, but yeah, it's gonna Plus be. Plus, you got um, Donna coming back. Yeah, that's very exciting. I like her. She's pretty funny. She's got like a really great sense of humor. It's like you don't mess with me, and I won't mess with you. <laughs> yeah, and she's got a daughter. Yeah. Yes. 
and that daughter is rumored to be the next assistant so because uh, there's a rose and i have a feeling because since there is another assistant that's going to be called rose i thought what if it's the new companion's name and if you've got an old companion having a child is the new companion how cool would that be that would make sense because i mean you can definitely tell where donna's daughter got that name from she was named after rose tyler i mean yeah. and she has met rose tyler from i think from one of the final episodes from season four yeah i remember watching that i think, I think season oh go I, ahead go ahead i think with this new with rose um rose temple noble um i i I think it would be um, an opportunity to miss if she was just included or they were just included in the 60th anniversary and not gone on to a new series next year. The thing about the 60th anniversary is that Neil Patrick Harris is coming. It's like, wait, who? What? Oh. Really? I love Neil Patrick Harris because he was in he was Barney, uh, Barney in the comedian the very comedic character in How I Met Your Mother and oh. he he's such a brilliant actor and I thought yeah I could see him being in a Doctor Who episode and it's I funny think he's gonna be a great villain. It's funny because I've seen him as Kaolop in the Netflix series of Lemony Snicket's a series on Fortune Fans. Yes. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense. He played the villain. I liked um, Jim Carrey and the film version. That's the one of one of my favorite movies. He's just he was so funny. He's like, oh my god. He was also in the last Matrix film. Oh really? Yeah, he, huh. you wouldn't notice him because he, he looks so different, uh, like a really mysterious character. So I think he's going to do yeah. really well. As the what's uh, very, toy maker. What's very um fascinating about the trailer of the 60th anniversary, when you first see Neil Patrick Harris, I think he's, I guess, quote unquote, the toy maker. He's got this like this top hat and his suit. It's like, kind of reminds me of, like uh, Fred Astaire, the famous actor, singer, dan uh, tap dancer. Yeah, I think we'll be getting they... some music and some yeah. dancing. And, 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 yeah, and... but in a very creepy way because he's the villain. He's the antagonist yeah. in the, the upcoming specials. So yeah. that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. And the toy maker, it's like, okay, here we go. Is it going to be very Halloween-y or something? <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what um what he's going to do. Um, yeah. Because, of course, Donna can't remember why she died. So it could be one that, yeah. how, how that gets resolved first. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. You can get, like, creepy toys. Um, I can see, like, little kids can be terrified by those kinds of toys uh, that creepy faces and, uh, like, the giggle, the laugh. It's like, okay. Yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> but that's Russell T. Davis's writing because yeah. he's uh, actually done some bits before that actually scared loads of little children especially in the sarah jane adventures where uh he introduced the slovene and oh some kids were terrified i was terrified but then also he included the weeping angels now I oh they're creepy yeah i know i, I was they were the only monsters that i was fried i uh i was all right with i was not afraid yeah. of the Cybermen, the daleks weeping angels nah -uh, you can forget it <laughs> i'm hiding in the couch 
You know, it's funny. You know what's the creepiest alien I ever seen? <laughs> it was like, um, I think this was a week ago when I was I'm on season eleven with Jody Wade Taker. They had the spiders episode, and I was like, I was completely freaking out. They were like, I suffer from arachnophobia. Um, to me, they're like ten times scarier than the spiders from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I mean, they are they can be scary when they're hairy, but imagine looking at the gigantic spiders with without hair. Just being ugly colors, like in yellow, or green, or did they not have a war? They were scary. I was like, did they not have? Did the episode not have a warning at the start? But to say there were spiders in it. Yeah, and um, there was it was it. It reminds me of the uh, the alien movies, except you don't got aliens. The only alien movie I'm thinking of is the sequel, Aliens, when um. There's one. There's some of the scenes where the aliens are like crawling up in the ceiling, and you you get the scene of the spiders, like gigantic spiders crawling up, and it was like the most terrifying thing I ever seen. They even have the queen spider, and it's like up. Oh, it's the queen alien from Aliens, which that, that was like mm-hmm. gigantically scary, and and yeah, I can see. I mean, there's that scene with the the queen spiders trying to climb up at the on the walls and. She can't get up because she was dying. And you'll get it. Why? It's because they kept the more they grow, it's gonna suffocate them. Yeah. I yeah. I, I think that spider episode is pretty bad though. Um <laughs> not in the sense that it's scary. I think it's not good for people who are scared of spiders, mm-hmm. but I just think it's a pretty poor episode because yeah. the spider's in the bath and it's not really a it's not oh, a, it's yeah, not, that's right. The bodyguard yeah. uh I thought he was getting eaten for sure. I was like, oh my God, he's getting eaten. But no, it, he wasn't getting eaten. He was he, he was getting wrapped. He was about to take, be taken away by the spider. And that guy, he just left the body. Go- I'm like, that's the stupidest choice. And I don't know. I guess I can see why he did that because he's maybe he's suffering from arachnophobia. Hmm. I guess that's what, that's what we get for suffering fear of spiders. I it was a good episode for me. I wouldn't call it my top. I guess probably because I'm super afraid of them. I don't like spiders. I'm like the Ron Weasley. Um, so I totally get how I totally get how he's feeling. I would freak out. Yeah, I would. I would mean, I think any of us would to see a spider that big. <laughs> um, I think even if we're not um, got arachnophobia, always struggle to say that word, but. Well, it could yeah. be worse. Um, how about cockroaches? Gigantic cockroaches. It could be worse. Or, or the feeling in your stomach where you feel like, ooh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we've, had a, oh, no. we've had a giant wasp before. Um, yes. Which was actually Agatha... a pretty... Yeah, it was actually pretty... I liked that episode. That was good the one. Agatha Christie episode, I like that one. That's really good. That's yeah. one of my favourite episodes. It's like, I like how you take... Um, Characters are based on life, on real life people like Agatha Christie, Shakespeare, Van Gogh, Charles Dickens, one of my favorite writers. Hello, Christmas Carol. And they did a Christmas Carol special with the late Michael Gambon, Dumbledore. Oh, that makes peace. I know. To me, he's Dumbledore and it makes me so sad. I mean, he did a really fantastic job playing the Scrooge like character. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, that uh, was really good. A lot of people like that episode. I mean, the best scene in that episode is definitely the the scene at the end where you've got um that 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 singer. 
that opera singer and uh, Catherine Jenkins in it with um with him and that was so good. Um, I just loved that and and then the doctor just gets in his TARDIS with the younger um kid who who is another version of the uh... plus I think it's a great tribute to the story of Christmas Carol and Charles Dickens. I think that's like a, a great wonderful tribute to the story and the and the author because I love that. I love Christmas Carol. I'll read it every December once a year because it's it's my favorite Charles Dickens book as well as my favorite Christmas story. Yeah, it definitely. Well, speaking of Christmas, um, I I've heard... see what? <laughs> yeah, speaking of Christmas, that's uh, in doctor. Obviously, Emmy, you won't be aware of there being Christmas episodes because you only recently started watching last November. But for us who have always loved the Christmas episodes. Um, they haven't been. There hasn't been a Christmas episode for like seven or eight years now. Um, but this Christmas we'll be getting them back. So the shoot you get was like the fifteenth Doctor's first proper story. Let's say, as is after the sixtieth, will be the Christmas special. Um, are we all looking forward to having Doctor on Christmas? Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. That- yeah, that's the only reason why Christmas is always good when it's Doctor Who. Though mm. I'm kind of wondering, what are they going to do with the 15th Doctor and Rose? So, yeah. I mean, it, it's their first adventure together. So maybe it's something like very special, like it could either be a Christmassy episode again, or it could be just somewhere in a very strange place, like in the Easter special when David Tennant's Doctor, the 10th Doctor, uh, had the double-decker bus which was stranded in a planet that looked like the Sahara Desert. And mm. it, it could be like a mix and a weird one, that, given my, that episode was in Easter and not at Christmas. Or it could be something that it, it's very engaging, but try not to be too com- uh, controversial, like the Titanic episode. Yes, I think. Um, well, That's the a new good one. Well, the new companion is actually called um, Ruby Sunday, but with the character of Rose from the 60th, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen to her afterwards, because or them, because I don't, they're, they're involved with Donna's life, but she would be a, a good companion as well. So I wonder if she is just going to be a, maybe worth the go and work for unit or something. Um, she might be involved in unit potentially. So yeah, it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be really, uh, I think the doctor is going to be really hurt probably by what's happened in the uh, 60th. I think it's going to lead on nicely into the Christmas episode. Mm. The thing we like about Christmas episodes, though, that they're longer than a normal episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they rock. Yeah. yeah. And it'll make sense to have a Christmas special for the 60th because because um, it'll air in November, which is the Doctor Who month when it first came out in the 60s. And plus, November is like that time of the month when you can't help thinking about Christmas. So that's True. a special yeah. treat. Yeah. You're always going to be thinking about Christmas and watching Doctor Who. The New Year's Day ones weren't the same um, because when we get to New Year's, we we don't have the same feeling towards it. We just think, oh, look, it's another year. Here we go again. Um, It's it's not upbeat. I mean, we all probably watch the fireworks on the telly, but um, it's still not the same. So um, it'd be good. And to have episodes back on a Saturday. I always liked having it on a Saturday. Um, rather than a Sunday, really. 
Yeah. I mean, I think there was one uh, particular case or a season where it always, I, I think, what, what did the show episodes air on a Friday? No, I don't think. I'm not a farmer, well, I don't think I've ever read on a Friday. Oh, that's just yeah. me. That's just me, then. And I, my memory's so forgetful. When, when you get older, like anything, your memory just I get that feeling, Seth. You're not old. I, I get that feeling, too, Seth. So you're not the only one. Uh, I have moments I'm like, I can be so forgetful. I'm like Dory from uh, Buddy Nemo. Oh, same here. <laughs> yeah. I, I love her. Buddy and Dory is so special for me because that's when I discover more about like she's got she's definitely has a disability and it did taught me like if i ever get lost just call your parents or your family and they'll come get you just don't panic you know yeah don't ever panic because you know they're gonna come even the doctor will find you and take you home just like how you did with uh donna yeah oh, that makes sense mm -hmm. um but yeah, with um, there will be no Doctor Who episode on the twenty third of November, um, and that is because it's on a weekday, I think. But the thing is, we're not go. Well, we will be getting something on the twenty third of November. Apparently, in the last episode on Doctor Who magazine, um, which I've actually got here, um, in this in this Doctor Who magazine, um, Russell T Davis says there's three important dates to look out for and one of them is the 23rd of November where apparently they were in a six day studio in September this year and they shot something really special because they thought they they didn't do enough for the 60th so for some reason which it could be a multi-doctor if past doctors can't get into these special episodes um so maybe the it's, it's something really cool I think for the 60th they're gonna do um and there's also going to be a Doctor Who documentary in November as well, um, nice. which Do Dave Tennant's going to host, I think, and it, it load loads of different film videos across the years. So yeah, uh, the twenty third is a good day to look out. Look, look, uh, it will be a good day, uh, because of course it is the anniversary day. Mm -hmm. it, it is really, but it was interesting because. From what I understood, especially with my mum's generation, it was not intended to upload, uh, well, to be first shown on television on that day because it was on the same day JFK was assassinated. That's right, because you'll see that in um, the bio TV film called An Adventure in Space and Time because they did talk about it. And that's right, because you can't forget in 1963 in November, President JF Kennedy was shot and died from the assassination and there is a scene that they talk about it like i think um he's brian cox's character and he's like the runner of the of the bbc company at that time talking to um variety i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing the names um verity um they're talking about that assassination about well the development of the daleks and he's like no you can't put that because it's going to make people think about the assassination. But she's like, no, they're they're different. They're The dogs are just mm. robots that they don't like humans. Or maybe there are once humans, but if they see humans that they don't, that they um, are not like them, then they'll exterminate. I mean, but 
she did prove um she did prove it to him that when it aired on on television for the first time and you see a bunch of kids and the there's a scene where she witnessed uh young boys quoting the line at like exterminate exterminate and the boss and she was like so happy so it has nothing to do with of Kennedy's assassination, the dogs—that's different, you know. That's completely yeah. different. I can't help. I'm. I mean, I'm going to go back to Star Wars for a second. Um, do you ever? Do you ever get that slightest thing? The dogs kind of remind you a bit of the evil version of R two D two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I wonder who will win in the battle: the Daleks or R two D two? Because R two D two can kick butt. Mm, yeah, I think that, that could be possible. That could be possible. I, I, I wonder if George Lucas, I mean, I can see him being a fan of the series. What if he got that inspiration from the Daleks and just go like, no, let's not make this Troy evil. Let's make him a, the companion for C-3PO that that he and R2-D2 can spend time with Luke at the at the desert. I mean, you got to have companions in the Star Wars series, whatever it's like. The Jedi's or the droids or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What would happen if Darth Vader have or control the Daleks? What would happen if Darth Vader has the Daleks? What do you guys think? To answer that question, we got to turn to James L. Jones. Yeah, we wouldn't know. <laughs> we, we don't Still know. Still answer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a good question. I mean, he is a Darth Vader. When you think of him, he's like a very powerful villain. Even if you uh, don't agree his plans, he can strangle you with the force and killing you without caring. You know, well, I think it'll be more interesting to see the toy maker versus Darth Vader actually, because the toy the the, the, oh. the the toy maker can't be destroyed. Um, he kind of lives forever. He's kind of like the Doctor where doesn't really die um we he does but he can i think change his face um so yeah that would be interesting yeah um, um them too. it could be like he could be like a creepy a toy maker kind of like um goosebumps for example um mm. but he, he he can't be a kind toy maker like geppetto and pinocchio when you think about it it yeah. has to be something if one if he's the villain he has to portray creepy um, dark, a little bit gothic, but not. I'd say combination of creepiness and darkness. Something have a good scare, but not too scary. Because I, you could probably see five, six, or seven year olds watching it. Because yes. Doctor Who was programmed as a a TV series for kids back in those days. But now, when you get like like in today's time, you're gonna have a lot of teens and adults watching it because. Some of them have grew up with Doctor Who. Yeah, people have always just watched it now. Um, oh, yeah. And that's the best thing about it. Like, I think, it says we spoke to before, uh, saying that the history, historic episodes are the best ones oh, when, yeah. they, when they go back in time. Yeah. Um, I watched a couple of episodes with um, Tom Baker this morning. It's The Revenge of the Cybermen. I watched two parts, so there's like, I got three and four more to go. And Tom Baker, like, yeah, he's he's very good at it. I, l- I like his scarf. I like the colors that you can tell that was that's very 1970s, but that's okay. I mean, the colors, it fits him it, it, as long. It depends on what kind of actor you want him or her to to play the doctor, but capture the spirit of his 
quirkiness and fun personality because that's that's um the character of doctor who he could be quirky or he could be serious or funny like um david Tennant as the 10th doctor he has really funny moments oh yeah it's, about, it's mainly but mainly if the doctor is scottish <laughs> yeah like you get um peter capaldi peter capaldi yes. and he's scottish <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they had three Doctors who are Scottish, and I was thinking, yeah, I can see the trend for Doctor Who being Scottish all the time now. <laughs> oh, I can't forget, David Tennant is Scottish. That's right. Yes. Because there was an episode, he did speak in Scottish, and um, this is what, that's one of my favorite episodes from season two. It's when he and Rose... The werewolf to, uh, one. Yes. Yes, I, yes, yeah, yes, my, yes. Oh my gosh, that so reminds me in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Basketball with Professor Lupin turned into a werewolf that that's um in the history of me growing up with harry potter um as a kid from seeing that on screen that seems to scare the crap out of me <laughs> and you can't help feeling sorry for lupin because he's going through this terrible pain i mean it's painful to transform when you think about it and but when you get to that episode in doctor who i mean he's the villain the werewolf is definitely the, the villain but it it could be pretty scary to watch him transforming. Plus, you got Queen Victoria in that episode. Like I said, like from the beginning, it, I think it's really cool that you get characters are based on real life people. I am not you amused. Got... <laughs> 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 That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think like uh, the new Doctor Shooter Gat was Scottish as well. So, and, and then you've got Sylvester McCoy Scottish as well. So, they like the Scottish. Ooh. Yeah, they do like their Scots playing Doctor Who, that's for sure. I yeah. think the 15th Doctor is, the actor who played the 15th Doctor is Scottish too. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. Scottish, yeah. Yeah, I think I've said, I've seen something. Yeah, he's seen, he's seen wearing a kilt. So in one of the episodes, it might even be this Christmas special, yes. but he's wearing a kilt. Um, oh, yes. So at some point he's wearing a kilt. He's, he's got loads of different costumes. It's unlike the past Doctors. They only have maybe one or two costumes they're wearing. So, but the fifteenth Doctor's got numerous amounts of of costumes. I think probably a different costume per episode. So, um, and and the companion as well. And you'll find in the sixtieth anniversary that the toy makers in different loads of different costumes, not just the one. So, um, it just tells you what Disney's budget is doing to mm. Doctor Who, making them more wider and accessible. And you get David Co David Tennant's uh, costume as the 14th Doctor. He looks really good in, um, in blue. I mean, he did wear blue as the 10th Doctor from the past, I think, when he's with Donna. Um, but his more iconic color is brown, like in this pinstripe suit, brown costume he'll wear with Rose and Martha. But when you get to him as the 14th Doctor, he looks really good. Like a combination of uh, like a blue jacket and... Mm. Hint of brown in the in the suit, but yeah, I mean, of course, he had to make him look cool, especially yeah. the jacket. You can't forget the jacket. Of course, you can't because the jacket. It's like his character. That's his character. I mean, you got Jodie Whittaker wearing the the silver gray jacket. It looks really nice on her. I mean, yeah. out of all the doctors, I think the like know who doctors they say the two people who wear the easiest set of costume are probably the ninth doctor just wears his leather jacket and jodie whittaker actually because what jodie whittaker has is pretty simple 
Um, it's, it's not much like with like tenth doctor, eleventh, twelfth. They're all wearing suits, so I think when when you're wearing a suit, it's much harder. I bet they get tired with having the change and put it back on. Yeah, all the time, but yeah. But you can't help thinking like how that costume fits because that's part of his or her character. I mean, the costume has to be the character. I mean, even the color palette has to be the character based on the feeling and emotion of the personality. I mean, you get that like that in animated films too. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's part of filmmaking. It's always in when a new doctor come along comes along, the, the three important things that we like to see, like what's cool to look at is the costume, the sonic screwdriver and the TARDIS, what the TARDIS would look like inside. Are you looking forward? Um, I mean, I think we already seen the um, pictures of the new Sonic Screwdriver. What did you guys think of it? I haven't seen it yet. I oh, there it is. There you go. That's what it looks like. No, is that what the new one? That... Yeah. There you go. I'm Mason. in love with it. I'm in love with it. <laughs> Attaboy, Mason. It looks very sharp, doesn't it? Very it... sharp, like more gadgety, and the it should still glow. It should still glow in blue, which totally makes sense because that's the color of the Tenth Doctor's sonic screwdriver. I guess they're kind of like going back to the the blue because that's part. Like I talk about the colors for the costume because the color would represent the character. Like when you think of the green sonic screwdriver, you think of Matt Smith as the Eleventh Doctor, which is funny. Um, you get the blue sonic screwdriver and change it to green. I can't help thinking like that's like Luke Skywalker's. Um, lightsaber when he loses the blue lightsaber after he gets his hand cut off and then when you get to return of the return of the jedi he gets the green lightsaber i um i wrote something about that in the the 11th doctor character drawings on my blog i mentioned about like the green um sonic screwdriver i'm like i, I can see the 11th doctor and luke skywalker teaming up because their <laughs> weapons are green lights like yeah sure but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's very similar in a way. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get a red. Oh, I would. I would like to see a purple Sonic screwdriver for the Fifteenth Doctor. Or something. Yeah, because you got Mace Windu from Star Wars. His lightsaber's purple. I, I think it really fits him. Yeah, I love purple. Yeah. I mean, for a Tardis, I would like. I think the sixtieth. I think the new Tardis will just be for the sixtieth. Maybe they'll put make it white again and. and just for the 60th, but for the 15th Doctor's TARDIS, I would like um, orange and purple, I think would be nice. Um, mm. A nice TARDIS. It's um, funny how you get like with uh, the 13th Doctor in the TARDIS, it's all yellow, and it makes sense because it matches her sonic screwdriver. And you know what's funny? I watched uh, Wizard of Oz last night, the, the classic uh, Wizard of Oz movie based on the classic novel by L. Frank Baum. Um, there's a scene in the Emerald City when they discover who's the real wizard. It's that, pay no attention to the little man behind the curtain. And I'm looking like, that reminds me of the, the TARDIS. I could see um, um, Matt Smith. What if if Matt, if Matt the 11th Doctor's TARDIS from inside is green because yeah. his sonic screwdriver is green. I mean, it could work. Yeah, sounds could. good to me. Sounds good. It um, could. So before we finish, I'm going to ask you guys one, one last question. Um, I, I'll start with um, Estes. I'll start with you. 
Um, so with Doctor, with the 60th anniversary, what would you like to see? Or is there someone that a companion or someone that you'd like to see in the 60th? What would you kind of want? Oh, that's a really tough question, because I know I'd like to see a lot of things. Probably the strength between Donna and the Doctor's relationship. What's going to happen afterwards? Whether Donna will die or will she won't die and survive? Who knows? And then or probably also in the future, maybe the introduction to Ruby or have like more than one companion. I don't know, but we'll just have to see how we go. But my dear, I'm looking forward to the plot twist. That will be really something. And that will explain why the pause between uh, Joe and Nichua and then just David so that will be an interesting twist it's going to be awesome and I completely agree with everything you're saying um and I hope hopefully those things happen um Emmy what about you what 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 would you like to see in the 60th the twist pod that's a, that's pretty good says I like that um for me I think it'd be interesting to see Martha Jones again yeah I think it'd be really interesting maybe for like a, like a cameo or a small guest appearances because I liked her and she's definitely one of the top best companions for the Doctor. And I think it would be really interesting to see Rose Noble, Donna's daughter, to be the next companion for the Doctor. Yes. Who knows? What, what, we got to wait and see somehow, yeah. won't we? Yeah, I, I agree I mean, with Martha. I think Martha, out of all the companions, I think she'll be there. Let's hope so. Fingers. And also... For me, another thing I would like to see in the 60th anniversary specials would be like surprising moments. Like mm. you get like this big complex reveal. It's like whatever you're going to be surprised or you're going to be shocked and you go like, what? What? Yeah. But that's fine because that's part of it, you know? And I guess we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah, we will. And I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be loads of surprises in store. But, uh, but thanks, Amy and Sess, for coming on today. Uh, for the hundredth time. <laughs> Thank you, Mason. That's been absolutely a pleasure to be on. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have a great 60th anniversary. Fingers yes. crossed, we will. But to anyone listening, watching, we hope you've enjoyed it as well. And we'll see you in the next episode. But everyone here, have a nice rest of your day. <laughs> <laughs>